AgriFutures Australia acknowledges the First Nations people of Australia as the traditional custodians of the lands and waters on which we live, learn and work. We pay our respects to past, present and future elders of these nations. Our head office is located in the lands of the Wiradjuri people of Australia and we acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of the lands and waters of the region. This is AgriFutures On Air, brought to you by AgriFutures Australia, driving innovation in Australian agriculture. Hello, this is AgriFutures On Air. My name is Jane Cudahy. Radiographic lesions in thoroughbred horses has long been considered murky territory for veterinarians. But thanks to cutting-edge research being done, some of the mystery has been solved. In a project funded by industry-paid levies through the AgriFutures Thoroughbred Horses Program, over 8,600 yearling radiographs, or X-rays, have been analysed to inform the debate surrounding the potential impact of specific lesions on future athletic performance. Brody Argue is an equine sports medicine and rehabilitation resident at the University of Queensland and has been part of the broad-ranging study. He says the outcomes will boost confidence in veterinarians reviewing pre-sale radiographs and offer insights that could lead to early intervention and improved management of a range of skeletal conditions. Um, Brody, you know, you, you've got some really specialist skills and um, from what I understand, they're kind of unique um, almost for Australia. There's not many people with your qualifications. Can you just tell me a little bit about what uh, piqued your interest in this particular area? Because I also understand that it's, it's something quite different for your, for your family. Yeah, so I am uh, studying for my specialism in sports medicine and rehabilitation. It's a relatively new area of uh, veterinary science and it looks at trying to aim to maintain the soundness and longevity of horses in athletic work. But also the rehabilitation side combines different physiotherapy movements uh, and modalities to try and bring, when we do sustain an injury, to bring them back to the same level or better levels of performance. Um, Really, the college is only a few years old and it has around about a few hundred members worldwide. Um, So that's the area that I've piqued my interest. And the reason why I got into that is I grew up riding uh, camp draft and cutting horses. And I always just found the movements of what horses can do absolutely fascinating. And um, I know how much I loved competing. And, you know, I want to see other people be able to maintain their levels of performance with their horses. So that's something that I love to do work with clients for them to achieve their goals. And this is quite different to you were saying just before we started recording that, you know, the rest of your family uh, are also interested in horses, but a completely different way. Yeah. So most of my family um, are stock agents and we do a lot of, they do a lot of contract mustering and also compete regularly on, on the weekends in the sport of camp drafting or challenges. Uh, So, Horses has been a big part of our family um, competing and what also helps brings us together when, you know, I live away from home and I get to meet them or catch up with them all at some of these big, big horse sales or events. So, Oh, yeah, and I reckon you'd be the first one they call. You know, when there's a doctor in the family, they're always the one that you get the random, you know, do I need to go in, you know, you send you random photos. And I guess it would be the same in your family with Horse diagnoses and, you know, Brody, my horse is not behaving as it should. Fix it, please. 
Yeah, I, I get a lot of that, and unfortunately, I live away from from them, so it's um, yeah, always a bit difficult to do it over the phone. But yeah, it's something that I'm always there to help, and they just would like me to be moved back a bit closer to them. <laughs> well, maybe all in good time. Okay, so Brody, we know that you've got a, a fairly good um, experience with horses, but what's your experience with the thoroughbred um, industry in particular? So my experience with the thoroughbred industry, it's um, quite broad. I started out in a surgical internship at Ballarat on the racetrack there. So I got started the experience with the performance side, working closely with the trainers there. I then moved on to Avenal, which is a branch of the Scone Equine, where I was able to continue my racetrack side of the practice while also working with the breeders. So I was able to work from uh, conception all the way through to sale. So I've had um, a great experience both on the, the buyer side and the seller side. So that's um, given me a unique, unique perception in regards to approaching this research that uh, and how it's going to affect both the buyer and the seller. Yeah. Well, so, and, and can you just expand a little bit on that? Because, you know, um, what, what are the differences uh, really when it, when it comes down to this kind of information from both of those perspectives? Yeah, so in regards to the buyers, they're going to, and the information that they're able to gain is that when we get a certain radiographic change, how often does it happen and potentially why does it happen? Um, And looking at a large number of horses, we can say that, you know, if a horse has got a change here, that it occurs in, say, 3% of the population, which can affect management on their, their end, that if they're getting more, say of a certain OCD lesion then the rest of the population that maybe there's something in their management that might affect or increase the frequency of it and then from the bias perspective of we've got a, a fragment here what is that going to mean from a performance standpoint so how we can marry this these changes for both sides of the the fence. So today Mm. we're talking about a particular project that you've been doing uh, in conjunction with AgriFutures Australia around um, radiographic lesions. What does that mean? What's a radiographic lesion? In the thoroughbred industry, when a horse is presented to sale, they get a standard set of pre-sale x-rays, which looks at um, the feet, fetlock, carpus, fetlocks, hocks and stifles. They require a standard 36 views and... What we're trying to do is look at some of the radiographic changes that occur, whether it's an arthritic change or a developmental OCD fragment. What are they, What does that actually mean for long-term performance outcomes over, over its career? Does it shorten it? Does it lengthen it? Is it protective? So we were just trying to put some scientific objective studies and data behind that that allows veterinarians to make informed decisions when we look at these in the repository of what is this going to mean for this horse in regards to performance outcome, and that's just one aspect of a veterinary pre-purchase examination. Is this for every horse that's sold? Like, excuse my ignorance, it sounds like a silly question, but it just that's that's a lot of information, and as you say, it's only one a tiny part of it. Yeah, so it's um, horses will they can elect to not have radiographs put into the repository. But it's a majority of our horses, and we've seen from our study, we started looking at horses from 2014 to 2018, uh, just so that allowed us to get four years of racing data behind them. 
We've seen a doubling of horses being presented with radiographs from our 2014 period. In comparison to our 2018, we've got almost double the amount of horses with radiographs. So, why do you think that um, is? It's probably it's also to due to the we've increased the availability of X-rays with the more portable systems. Now we understand that some of these changes can limit athletic performance, and the quality of radiographs has dramatically improved from when the repository was first introduced. So we are now able to see more, and we're gaining a better understanding of what some of these changes mean for racing performance. Within those four years, it was something like, it's over 8,500 x-rays that your radiographs that you looked at, wasn't it? Yeah, so we, we started off with a large number of radiographic reports and we whittled it down to because some of the reports were potentially generated once or twice by a number of different veterinarians and we whittled it down to 8,000. And there were some reports generated for ready to run. We excluded those just because those horses had some degree of athletic training so we just wanted these radiographs that were generated for yearling sales across australia so we've looked at every sale that we could just to include a wide breadth of genetics and potential uh performance and geographic locations as well and when you're when you're talking about high performance animals and that sort of sporting application whether it be racing or um um, camp drafting or uh, cutting or those sort of things is a lesion a lesion or is or are there stark differences in the types with within that particular area? So there's a, a vast a range of if you've got a change in a in a hock in a cow horse that's going to mean a lot more than uh, a thoroughbred because of how that a horse works. So a change that might be more significant in one industry is not going to be as significant in another. So it's always good to have a good understanding of what that horse is being used for and its intended purpose so you don't over overread a change but no not all radiographic changes are equal some of them uh, go on to mean nothing for their long-term performance outcome while some can have a big outpack but there's always going to be an outlier that some going to trick someone wow so when you're seeing these lesions because i guess that's what we're, the, the study's focusing on how how are they affecting the animal? Like, why is it important that you uh, you, you can you know flag them at this point? Yeah. So the importance of of it is that us as veterinarians, it's very hard to get a good level of experience with this. I know when we didn't have enough information on certain radiographs, I may want to, and I haven't had a lot of experience with a certain lesion. I might want to grade that a higher risk for athletic performance, which has profound impacts for potential buyers or sellers that if I'm overgrading a lesion that may affect the price or may affect people interested and without being able to sit down and look at this and it takes can take years to gain that level of confidence that we're able we're wanting to provide information based on the level of experience of other veterinarians and a large sample size of horses of which ones are may or may not actually reduce performance so then while we do have have some lesions that may reduce performance it allows us to be more proactive with the increasing in medicine and uh, alterations of training that we can manage those horses quicker um, or be more responsive to to them as they're entering training that they may not then potentially have a negative impact so the Essentially, the old adage of knowledge is power, that if we know we've got a horse with, say, a mild arthritic change in a fetlock, 
we can monitor that joint more closely and look for signs of decrease in performance and be more proactive in providing that with some pain relief or injectable regenerative medication as needed. So it's really early detection of any kind of problem. So lesion can mean, can you just give me some layman term kind of examples of of what a lesion can mean? Like you mentioned arthritis then, Um, what else? Yeah, so a lesion could be an arthritic change and that that can occur due to potential confirmation or trauma to a joint at any stage of the horse's lifespan. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to affect performance but um, that's potentially why it's there they can also get um, little chip fragments where just a bit of the bone comes off and sits into the joint and they can also get some developmental lesions that we're not sure how they develop which can cause fluid or swelling in the bone so there's a raft of radiographic changes that can occur it's just now we're providing a little bit more information of what that's going to mean for them and so what's been the reaction to this? Because, you know, you are making it easier for, for buyers, sellers and veterinarians. Um, so what's been the reaction from industry? Yeah, so at this stage, we've just just finished the, the major study and we're now into tailoring each individual joint into publication in the scientific journals. Uh, we have managed to present this at two conferences being Bain Fallon, which is the major equine conference for Australia, we were surprisingly successful in we won uh, we won the best um, abstract award for research done that year. That's pretty uh, cool. Being the Norm Norm Larkin, which was yeah a very welcome surprise. On we just presented the radiographic findings of the carpus there, and then at um, the Science Week we presented the radiographic changes of the forefoot which is a quite an interesting one is Australia and New Zealand are really one of the only repositories that require images of the forefeet. So there's very little science and objective data out there of what some of these changes mean in regards to the feet. So that's a very new area of um, publication, which we were excited to talk about. So why is that? Why is it that we require, or like Australia and New Zealand require that information? Other, other countries don't, but like, and but the science isn't there either. So it feels like a little bit of like the, uh, the cart before the horse, um, excuse yeah. the terrible pun. So it's um, an old old adage that we know that if we don't have the foot, we don't have a horse. Um, and if we've got some change there, we can be more proactive about managing that. And different markets require different things and clients look at um, what they want to look at or potentially see as performance limiting. And we know that... Um, Unfortunately, some horses can develop uh, negative palmar angles, which is where the pedal bone sits at an abnormal balance. And that can occur due to a number of reasons. It can be genetics, trimming, and just the shape of the horse. So there's it can create confusion and great controversy uh, between different, say, owners, trainers, and buyers and perspectives of where you sit on what is a normal uh, appearance for a foot. Well, it's it just it sounds fascinating that you were able to to be part of that and and you know really cement it for for the industry. What were some of the big surprises that came out of this study for you? Yeah, so the big surprise was what some of the radiographic chips meant in in regards to performance. That while we do have say a chip fragment and in let's take the hind fetlock when we have a fragment that occurred into the back of the joint, that didn't 
appear to have a statistical significant reduction in performance. But if the fragment occurred in the front of the joint in the hind fetlock, that reduced performance. So that was a little bit of a surprise for for us that um, depending on the location of where the fragment come is had a actually a bigger impact on performance. So it gives us a little bit more confident that confidence into saying that maybe we don't need to go out and remove a fragment if it occurred from say location X versus location Y. So that was um, quite an interesting finding for us and yeah, caused a lot of debate between us. When you say us, who who was on your team? Who were you working so with? So I worked um, with my, my supervisor and mentor here at the University of Queensland being Professor ben, Benjamin Ahern and also mentors and industry experts, say from Scone Equine being Dr Angus Adkins, Randwick Equine being Christopher O'Sullivan and Chris Lawler, who's an independent private veterinarian, uh, along with Steve Hance. So it's been great that I've been able to grab guidance from veterinarians with much more experience than myself in reading these so it's really helped me particularly me in gaining confidence in these lesions as well um because they've been practicing a lot longer than i have (laughs) well that's that's part of science and learning though isn't it yeah Um, it is uh, tell me a little bit about what you're going to do with all this data because I can imagine that with, with that many x-rays and with that chunk of time that you must have an extraordinary amount of information now. Is there anything else that you're, you'll be able to study using that kind of data? Yeah, so now we've got it. We've done a huge screenage of um, all these radiographic changes that we have been presented with um, and even particularly, unfortunately, some of these really do occur at very low numbers. So it's very hard to gain gain experience in these you know if you're working over practice like we've managed to look at 8,000 x-rays which could take someone a good 10 years to uh, accumulate and we might have found one change such as a bone cyst in the pedal bone we only saw around 10 of those so you have to read a lot of radiographs to be able to see or experience this change but now we want to go through and look at why that lesion had such a profound effect um is it was it its size or is there other further bone changes which made that have more of an effect like when we get sclerosis which is essentially increasing bone density around it is that what causes the lesion to affect performance more or is it the size so that's an area where we would really like to drill down on is it the size of the fragment um, or is it the depth of the fragments that affect performance more so now it's we've found which ones affect performance now we want to go and further classify is it size is it shape and is it depth that really have an effect so that's created a little bit more work for us that um, we've now got further information that we want to want to delve into what makes these the other fragments that affect them what makes them one affect one horse versus another that may not affect them because they're can occur on a broad scale of mild to moderate to severe. So is it um, the moderate changes or is it the severe changes? The severe changes are most likely always going to affect it, but what's the difference between the mild or the the moderate? So how are you going to do that? Because the studies that you were, the pictures you were using were from, what did you say, 2014 to 2018. To be able to to sort of cross-reference some of that information, I'm imagining you'd need the live animal, wouldn't you? Do you still have access to that? No, so we've 
will still have um, access to some of these radiographs that have been generated by the practices. So then we can go through and further look at them in that, that capacity. Okay, so you don't need the live animal to, to find out some of the effects of the lesions then? Yeah, so once we have um, have a radiograph, we've created a – it goes into a digital digital repository and that radiographs are stored for um, a varying number of years in the practice that took those radiographs. It's always like to further improve it, you know, we could – and it's very tough of once a horse is sold, they can get the names changed and they can – travel to a large number of distance so it's hard to track that live horse of what it yeah that's what i'm imagining it'd be a nightmare yeah Yeah, what it's done have they done surgery on it or how did they manage it that's sometimes near impossible so we just have to go by what radiograph change we have and then associating the number of wings starts or places that that horse had for to develop a statistical correlation you know, you haven't, you know, when I asked about the reaction of industry, and I know that you're not quite at that full stage yet, but I'm imagining that this information would be really valuable for, for buyers in particular making purchasing decisions. Do you, is that the case? Do you think it will really change the way that people are making these decisions? Yeah, so what we're hoping is that um, because we've looked at a large number that it'll increase the confidence of the and the buyers and the sellers that if, just because they have a radiographic change in a certain joint that that may not have the the effect that we did originally perceive it to have so overall we hope that it increases the confidence both on the buyers and and the sellers end that you know what they're standing by isn't going to affect the performance or if it does affect it might only be one or two starts and now that we know that it can affect that level we can be more proactive so we're hoping that it's going to have a, a real positive effect on both buyers, sellers and the horse itself, as well as trying to improve career longevity. And we've seen, while some of this research has been done previously on some of them, we're now gaining understanding of, yes, say, cephalomyelitis had a big effect. We found that um, with increasing knowledge that when historically these studies have been done in the past, when we first started introducing radiographs, that um, lesions like sesamoiditis had an effect on performance. But now with that previous knowledge we've um, and our study, we've found that we've been better able to manage this change as an industry. So it hasn't had, in our cohort, as big of an effect as it has in the past, that uh, the fall in sesamoiditis didn't affect them as greatly as other studies. But when it occurred in the hinds, it affected them a little bit more. So with uh, increasing in knowledge, we can be more proactive and um, have a better outcome for the horses, buyers and vendors. But yeah, so what's next for you, uh, Brody? Because I just feel like, you know, you're, you're all in on this particular study, but, you know, there's so much more to come out of it. So what are the next, next steps for you? So my next steps is that um, once I'm finished here at the University of Queensland, I'll have to sit my board exam so I can hopefully become boarded in my area of specialty and then going back to private practice um, and going back to being able to work with uh, clients more closely um, and being able to then instill this knowledge into my clients and also trainers that we can be more proactive and increase the longevity of our horses. You know, now that you've looked at nearly 9,000 different x-rays to, to find all these lesions and, and gather the, the data for this study, 
Do you still look at them the same? Do they still have, or do they get more valuable? Like once you really get your eye in, I guess. Yeah. So the probably the information that I've been able to that I starting the residency and doing this research, the information, but also the confidence that I have now of what some of these changes mean for performance, which is very hard to gain when you're starting out your career. That's really been one of the things that I've been able to take away from the research and um, my work here in my residency, that I'm able to take more information away from a radiograph than I potentially I could have when I was a intern um, when I first started my career. So it's given me the confidence to be able to deliver more accurate information to my clients. We've now known from screening a large number of these joints that um, certain radiographic changes in the, the carpus and the fetlock can significantly affect performance for buyers, vendors and prospective purchasers. We're looking at now putting out a full document on our research and we're also aiming to try and produce uh, condensed, summarised um, handouts that can be utilised in the repository and as a quick quick sheet for people to look at which one of these actually affect and on what scale do they affect performance. And so where, where would that be available? I feel like that's still a lot of information to, to put together. Yeah. yeah. So we're working currently with AgriFutures um, and we're hopefully that will become available in the coming months. That was Brody Argue, part of the team putting together some fascinating research into thoroughbred yielding radiographs. For more information on this study, or in fact any number of other studies in the Australian thoroughbred industry, visit our website agrifutures.com.au slash thoroughbredhorses. Speak with you again soon. I'm Jane Cudahy. You've been listening to AgriFutures On Air, a podcast brought to you by AgriFutures Australia. For full access to a huge backlog of stories on Australia's agricultural trends and innovations, research outcomes, inspiring stories from our rural leaders and insights into new and emerging rural industries, please subscribe to AgriFutures On Air on your favourite podcasting app. You can also find more information at our website, agrifutures.com.au dot au